Welcome to Before You Swipe, the online dating podcast where we read between the pickup lines. I'm Dr. Chris. And I'm Dr. Lauren. We're two sex educators and research nerds using apps to find playmates, partners, and some laughs. Each episode, we share profiles that make us curious and make us cringe. We bring our expertise and personal quirks as we overanalyze our first impressions. Join us for some snarky and sincere tips and traps. All right, welcome back to Before You Swipe, where we read between the pickup lines. So I just sent, this is Chris, and I just sent Lauren uh, a profile on Bumble this time of a white 54 or 55 or whatever, middle-aged white dude. Um, And his profile reads accordingly, business owner during the week and outdoors on the weekends with family, friends, or close friend, dot, dot, dot. What's next? Your turn, dot, dot, dot. Alaska's Northern Lights, kicking it on an exotic beach or skiing powder in Whistler, Blackcomb. And then he gives his height, uh, says he's active in terms of exercise, um, gives his horoscope sign, drinks socially, um, smokes weed socially, no pets, doesn't smoke uh, tobacco, um, is looking for something casual, uh, has kids and does not want more. Um, He's liberal and has a... Uh, his um, love language, which is a new thing on Bumble, is words of affirmation. Aw, good job, Bumble. I like that that's an option. To yeah, just- it was neat. This The new thing where you can just put your like love language idea on, um, on that. So this person picked words of affirmation. And before I scroll to look at any of their pictures, I also just want to pause. And I think it's really nice to acknowledge when the apps are doing well. So again, the new love language piece, I also think it's really helpful, right? You know, this normalizes making it really clear around our substance use needs. And I think that's really inclusive for folks who may be, you know, managing their addictions and other things. This just normalizes. Let's be upfront and um, clear about how we relate to different substances. So that's nice. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the the love languages, maybe we should even say which ones they are so that people if folks know. don't know. Who's the, who created that? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Is it Chapman or something? I'm going to cheat and maybe Google. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Gary Chapman has the, the love <laughs> language. Nice work. And so, <laughs> so really, so th- these are shortcut ways to describe like how you best feel love and how you express love. So it's actually kind of interesting words of affirmation. I don't know if that's how this particular person expresses love or how he wants to be loved, be loved. So that part's a little flawed in the Bumble. I, I was assuming it was like how they want to receive it, but that might not be true. I'll need to look more. That's a really good point. Chris, of differentiating the giving and receiving. And I think for a lot of the conversations we have, people should always be holding in their mind. You can be reflecting on what you want to receive, what you're prepared to give, but acknowledging that someone else might have totally different requests. So yeah, many layers we need to ask and consider. Yeah. So words of affirmation. So that would be, you know, telling somebody, you know, you love them or you value them or just, you know, using your words to express how you feel about somebody. Uh, the other ones are, we have quality time. So you just, you express your love or want to receive love just by time spent together, like in a meaningful way, acts of service, which would be more, 
how would you describe acts of service? Oh, like, it's like I went and I cleaned up the kitchen and I did all the dishes and, you know, okay. I, I made our, our, made our space nice and you come okay. home. Yeah. That's like my act of love. Yeah. yeah. And then gifts. So giving and receiving stuff, um, mm-hmm. is one of the ones and, and touch is another one. So the physical, the physicality of a relationship would be how they express. So those are your five. And I would um, go and, one point of clarification on gifts. I think it can be um, stuff, but it can also be like, you know, like creative gifts as opposed to like going out and supporting capitalism. It can be making something for someone or art, yeah. or, you know, like. Definitely. Yeah, something yeah. more tangible. Gifts is like a tangible thing as opposed to that act of service or quality time. But yeah. absolutely, yeah, it does not need to cost a lot of money necessarily, unless that's your jam. But okay. inherently in Chapman's work, gifts is more just something that's a tangible reminder of, of how much you, you love somebody. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Okay, so now I'm going to scroll through these photos. All right, so first photo I'm seeing, you know, as you said, white dude, nice smile. Um, clearly someone else took the photo up on a mountain in some ski gear. I don't ski, so I don't know a lot about what's happening here, but there's poles and some goggles and a helmet. So it looks serious. It looks steep behind him. So, all right. <laughs> the reference to mountain <laughs> makes sense to me. Um, the next image has above it. So I'm, I've not been on Bumble. So I'm assuming this is a Bumble feature where it just says laughter, sharing, listening, and exploring. And and then it's a photo of our friend on the beach with what appears to be an ocean behind them. It could also be the Lake Michigan, which is pretty big. Um, but just, you know, a beachy thing with waves and then some sunglasses on again, nice smile, a little bit of facial hair. Okay, what is this? (laughs) What is happening here? Okay, I'm gonna just describe what I see. It's making me uncomfortable. (laughs) So we had a previous episode where we talked about facial hair and the soul patch. So we've got another one of those, A. But the body posture, so this person is wearing a red and black sport jersey thing like football or something and there's like a cap on their head that's got some sort of bulldog I think whatever but they have their fist they're looking down at the camera and they have their fist raised and a smirk on their face that maybe is meant to be playful or threatening for me I'm looking at this and I immediately feel threatened by it it feels like someone standing over making a plan to like and not in a good, like, be ready to submit. Like, no, <laughs> this is yeah. just weird male behavior, in my opinion. I don't know, Chris, yeah. thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, so so uh, even though we say that these uh, posts are always spontaneous, and they are, I didn't tell Lauren what the picture was going to be. I did ask her if she was up for an image that could be pretty startling. But yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. I was looking through this person's profile and being like, oh, well, they ski and that's nice. Um, I haven't skied in decades, but, you know, I get it. And, you know, now he's at the beach and he's doing this. And then I scroll to that picture of like, it looks basically, it's a picture that looks like he's going to try to punch me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like what, you know, it was all good until that happened. And, And so like, why? That is why I showed this like, right. Why, why are you having a picture of you look like smiling, looking like you're going to hit somebody? And it's not, not, I mean, so the other photos going back to the, the lip expression and like, this is part of what feels jarring to me. The first couple photos, 
feel like more genuine smiles. They're um, like one is with full teeth, all of that. And this, there's like a purse lip kind of vibe. And it's like, are you ready for the hit is almost the expression on the face. I don't know. It's just- Yeah, he's staring right into the camera. Like it's just, yeah, so that- like he's looking right at me. It, it, this is eerie. <laughs> yeah, right. So that is just one of those, like rarely do we say absolutely do not do something, but I'm going to go and basically like, don't, don't have pictures of you looking like you're hitting the person that you want to meet up with later. I mean, it, I know this person says casual, but still like, don't do that. Like that's not, yeah, like it's just so weird. I just don't and even know how to explain it. And I would add to that, I mean, I think obviously put it in there, but hear this reaction. Hear that too, you know, you know, I'm genderqueer, but like raised as a, you know, femme person in this society and existing in, in a culture that is extremely violent toward women um, or femme people. And if that's who you're matching with, maybe think about that and think about those expressions. This isn't a photo going up on your Facebook profile. This isn't a photo with your bros. This isn't a photo, like maybe this is a gesture from that school and like they do this weird fist thing and it's not like a power fist. It's just, it looks like you're about to hit someone. So it could be that this is some insider symbolism that we just don't know about. Why would you put that on a dating profile? Dating violence is real. It affects so many people. I'm going to awkwardly quote stats. I want to believe it's like one in three or one in two at this point, people in their lives experience dating violence or domestic violence, depending on how we want to use terminology. That's not cool. And also I didn't consent to be exposed to, I mean, I did with you, <laughs> but yeah. if I'm on Bumble and I come across this photo, this person is, is expressing what we would articulate as a threat. And so if you're yeah. a survivor of this kind of violence and you come across this photo, you might actually trigger someone. Why would you want to do that? So. Yeah, <sighs> yeah exactly. So there, there was another part of this profile that I wanted to comment on that was more about just like a little bit of like, uh, like socioeconomic status was just very clear on this person, like talking about like, so they've got the fancy, like you're saying the fancy ski gear is there. Like, where are they? Then they say like, what's my dream? And like my dream, Alaska's Northern lights kicking it on an exotic beach or skiing powder and Whistler or black comb. This isn't like, local skiing like to where you know because Portland's got some local skiing options and so does uh you know we can also travel to Bend which is you know about a four-hour drive but you know it's still like a like a more weekend getaway but this person's like really upping the ante in like the like the what's next your turn kind of stuff where they're calling out some very expensive fancy things Right. And so it's interesting. So is this someone wanting to make a play of like sugar daddy? Like I, you know, and so sugar daddy being someone who's willing to pay for a lot of things and, you know, be involved in that way of the dynamic. Right. But he doesn't say that explicitly. Right. So someone could choose to narrate it that way of like, I'm planning, I, this is what I want to do with you and I'm foot in the bill. Right. Like, so that would be a different way of engaging. Um, but it does make me wonder then is this someone who's imagining themselves as a sugar daddy, but otherwise, you know, and I'm of mixed minds with this. If you're classist and only want to roll with people who can afford to do these things, you know, fine, narrate that, be clear. Don't have someone who's middle-class or on a tighter budget, you know, working class, like 
yeah, I'm not going to swipe right on someone that I think is engaging with money in particular ways because that's not my reality in this world. So I do think, I mean, I appreciate you raising this idea of classism and relationship to money. I mean, it's, and even said, he says it's casual, but like, dude, you're asking potentially someone to throw down several thousand dollars to go to Alaska to hang with you as though that's like the next thing you're going to do together. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, are you, is it your treat and it's casual? Is this, yeah. Is this your expectation of what you do? So therefore this person better be able to roll with you in that financial bracket. So yeah, there's a bunch of things about that that just made me go, like, as opposed to maybe someone goes, ooh, la, la, this sounds fancy and lovely and daydreamy. But it's, for me, it just didn't come across as well on that. So Yeah. Yeah. And what I would, I mean, what I would say is, you know, if you are footing the bill and want someone who's interested and down to casually hop on a plane and go on an adventure, just be really clear about that. I mean, they're I, I did date someone who was in a really different tax bracket than I am. <laughs> they flew me to San Francisco on a whim and, it, and it, there was a festival involved and we went to a great sex shop and they spent a bunch of money. And I was like, yes, this is <laughs> yes. And so again, just being transparent, being clear and recognizing like, it's okay to be like, you know what? You sound like you have a different relationship to money. And I want to, I don't even casually, I don't want to, I don't want to roll like right. that. Yeah. And some people would be like, hell yeah, I want to roll like that. And then that is a excellent match. But again, if you're not footing the bill, then it's, it's different. And so that makes it confusing. It makes it confusing. Like, oh, is this your treat on the going to the exotic beach? Or is this like, I need to start cashing in my frequent flyer miles in in order to like date you casually. (laughs) Yeah. My casual dates will not involve me cashing in my, my miles. Thanks. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Chris. Are you oh, ready? Yeah. Are you ready to talk through mine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I did send you someone who is male identified and I and well, okay, I'm like restraining myself not to get into some of the things I want to talk about. So I will restrain. I'm just going to read through their profile. And so this Good. is a gender profile. So we've got a few things up at the top that are like their basics, so their demographics. So for their uh, age, they're in their mid 40s. And for their work, they say they're a latex salesman at Vandalay Industries, a Seinfeld reference. Um, They're straight. uh, They talk about their geography. And then their hobbies include soccer, movies, comedy, karaoke, and grab a drink. And then in their profile description, they list their height, 6'6", and then they say what neighborhood they're in, because here in Chicago, that matters. Um, And then we've just got this like bulleted list. So I'm going to read through each one. Dominant. Soon to be divorced and polyamorous in parentheses, ethical non-monogamy, beard, accent, expert cuddler, karaoke, must have a sense of humor. And then we've got their anthem is, I don't know how to say it, but it's by Rammstein or Rammstein. <laughs> ich tu dir weh, which is, shoot, I, you, oh shoot, I, my, I took German in high school. This isn't going to work, but oh, yeah. I learned something about you. I didn't know you took German. <laughs> um anyway, but it's also yeah. a funny band reference like that makes me giggle <laughs> yes okay so uh then do you want to describe the photos I sent you sure so the first one's black and white and it is just of the torso um and the person's in a suit uh and there's a wedding band that you can see it's a dark suit um 
it's it's kind of close up on the torso the, it, i mean fully clothed and everything but i can't really tell what the background is it's hard to say but yeah so a black and white suited torso with a wedding band um and then the second is a picture of a masked face but masked as in like covid good job you are wearing your mask face um with a, a full beard and receding hairline red looks like he's definitely gotten a little bit of sun sunscreen people wear your sunscreen uh sunglasses but yes and a flannel shirt i'm guessing uh sort of thing but compared to the suit very you know very casual um and then but it's hard to tell what he actually looks like um except for a beard and and a mask and sunglasses and then the third photo is another suit photo and again no face um just a dark gray suit with a nice tie clip a very conservative suit no no wacky tie no like you know just a very conservative stereotypical business suit um those are the only three pictures yep. and so for me i'm kind of like I, I again like i know there's more to you know somebody than just their looks but i would like to know what they look like a little bit more than this um it's a little too restrained on the on the on the not seeing what they look like but again i know some people just choose to not not even put pictures of themselves we've talked about that in other episodes and i'm sure will again so there's <laughs> that um you know the i'm guessing his dominance which he puts for as his first characteristic is a sort of a sign of the suit right like that's the kind of dominant he is as opposed to somebody who wears well you know the latex or something like that but that's his that's his dom jam is the business suit power dynamic um maybe that's true maybe that's not soon to be divorced nice and transparent um but that he's also poly so that's all good beard yep you got a beard yep a beard <laughs> <laughs> It's a big beard in the casual photo and then the suit photos, it's um, it's much more trimmed, but which is interesting. Yes. I wanted to pause on the line about divorced and poly. Yes. I'm curious. So you and I off of this podcast, I've often had conversations about, you know, what is the cycle of someone's divorce experience and the recovery? And I am speaking as someone who went through a divorce and was also on Tinder as I was going through it. And so yeah. I'm what, um, or maybe I can speak to it. Um, when I see soon to be divorced, so totally you're correct. Transparency. Awesome. That's great. And I, personally, I have to say, and this is again, in my own personal experience as someone going through divorce and trying to date at the same time, and then having dated many people who were going through divorces, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I would say it is a big period of tumult in someone's life. Um, you know, if yep. you chose to opt into the institution of marriage, you, you know, there's the way the vows work and granted sometimes our marriages are arrangements to get access to resources. And so I don't want to presume that this was a commitment of heart and they thought it was forever. And, you know, some of the tropes that go along with the idealized notion of marriage, um, it is also a business arrangement. Um, so it's possible for this person getting divorced is just a shift in their business arrangement. And it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also does, I would say for anyone who's never gone through a divorce, 
I, this to me would be a moment of sincere caution of like, if you're looking for something casual and passing awesome. But if you think someone is going to be ready to connect with you on a deep level, you need to give them space and you can't, it's putting a lot of expectations on another person who's going through this kind of a disruption. I would just be really cautious about that. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think that's fair. And I've, I've had some, so I have not been married, so therefore have not gone through a divorce, but I have dated people who were not technically divorced yet and had some very, you know, rich, serious relationships with them. One person I'm thinking of in particular, his divorce took three or four years. Hmm. So the, because of some of the legal stuff and yes, those, those pieces were stressful. And I, you know, I, talk to him about those times and things like that. But in terms of his emotional attachment to the person, it was definitely gone. So like that piece of it was, and so, so you have, but what was left was sort of like, it was sort of like if somebody had tripped down his steps and sued him. Exactly. Like, like, so it was a stressful thing in his life, but in terms of the emotional component like that, I, I, you know, I was pretty sure had and you to clarify, yeah, to clarify, I definitely didn't mean because they're still attached to the person they're divorcing. Obviously, that's a whole other layer that could be there. But because, yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> what I actually meant was just, and I think that example of if you were getting sued because someone tripped and fell, like, I think, um, yeah, like, this is a lot. It's a, it's a shift in your life. It's a shift in your financial arrangements, living arrangements often, right? Again, not a universal truth. But so, uh, so yeah, I actually didn't even mean the emotional attachment to the person right. you're forcing. I sort of meant more just like, this is a really big shift often in how people are leading their life. And then it can be this ongoing stress or sometimes stretching for years and years as you're describing. And so someone might have the emotional availability to like connect and be, have interesting dynamics and, and other things can happen, but they're also coping with something really big. And so just, you know, like you're a pretty, um, you have a very independent, vibrant life. And so I think that mm-hmm. makes you a great candidate to be connecting to someone who's in like kind of a weird situation. But yeah. for someone, if you're someone who maybe tends on the codependent side, or I don't know, I just, I guess I, for me, this was like, oh man, be careful, be careful of your expectations, right. be self-aware, be respectful of what someone else is going through yeah. and check in a lot with yourself and with them. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's more the idea of it. Again, we don't know the situation of the divorce. So like, and that would be something that since the person brings it up, they would be comfortable talking about it more or whatever, but you know, it might, how is that different from jobs that have like really intense deadlines that come and go or where like the person has to like dive themselves into their entire work, whether it's like a grant application or a lawyer or a judge that's got like a super trying case that's going to take up like their whole life for a little while, or there's so many, or in in retail, right? Like there's all sorts of kinds of jobs. Right. Right. Seasonal retail. Geez. Like, right. Like I worked, I managed a bakery and for like, as one of my first jobs and that right around the holidays, like we didn't get holidays off really. You know, like you couldn't travel for holidays and do stuff. So there's different expectations and stressors in a person's life all the stinking time. And so I don't know, like maybe a divorce is, you know, again, I haven't been through one and I know, but I've, you know, helped a lot of people through them. And, and yes, there's some huge emotional components, but at the same time, it, this might, that might be one of those, or it might, it might not. And so that's sort of where, um, 
I, you know, other pieces of his, this profile, like, obviously I'm curious on what the accent is. I'm guessing possibly German because of the anthem, but that's just, who knows? Like, so it would be a surprise. You meet the person and they start to talk and then you hear they have whatever accent it is. And then that's fun. Um, and then of course, for me, uh, it's, there's karaoke in there. So that is huge bonus points for me, but I don't know how other people feel about that. That so. was a total, that was a total, that was a gift for you, my friend. I know, I know you love it's, seeing karaoke in a profile. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's very funny. Is there, is there something in your, so for me, it is karaoke. If somebody says they like karaoke, they just like got, I don't exactly have a point system, but they, they get an <laughs> extra five to 10 points of a scale that doesn't have a beginning or an end or any point allocations to it but I love it I'm like ooh, karaoke that just increases their attractiveness level in me is there something that you have uh well you know I mean I identify as such a huge activist so anything tied to social justice I'm gonna be yeah. yes cool we can we can we you know because and to some extent that's like, oh, how might we spend our time together? Or are you gonna understand that like, yes, no, I choose to dedicate five hours or more a week to mutual aid work and all these other kinds of things that I do to try to fill the gap of the state failing us. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't care about social justice, you're gonna be like, why are you wasting your time with that? And there is that, that's like getting stabbed in the heart to me. So yeah. who seems to get social justice and, and like being a member of a community and engaging those ways, like it's, it's going to elevate. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think to some extent, right, we're catching on like, what are the ways we spend our time and how yeah. might that either be a thing that's additive of something we can do together or something that's a signifier of like, you better at least not think it's weird. I mean, this person mentioned it twice, right? It's their hobby and they added it to their profile itself. So I'm like, yes. okay, really important to them. Right. Um, so, so that, and it, yeah, you, so you can start to imagine spending time with that person and what you would do together. And for me, the sort of the, obviously karaoke being infinitely more superficial than activism, but like as a starting point, it's like meeting at a, but meeting at a karaoke bar and doing some of those things, you know, right away and right off the bat uh, is an easy in. So I could see then, asking this person, where do they sing? What do they like to sing? Like, let's go to one of, you know, when we can sing again in, right. you know, post COVID time stuff, but you know, that kind of idea of getting a sense of, you know, a fun thing to do to get to know somebody better. Cause at the same time too, karaoke is, is silly, fun, crazy, but sometimes it's kind of a, it's a bold move to just like sing and put it all out there in front of a person that you in, are probably trying to impress if you are going on a date with them. So, and so, yeah. song, song choices opens, I mean, music, I, as soon as you said like, oh, it's not as whatever you said about it, comparing it to social justice stuff. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> because music, music is so important, right? Music yeah. is community, it's culture, it's history, it's conversation starters, it's self-expression. I mean, I have tried, we've talked about this. I've tried to karaoke and I'm too chicken. So like, <laughs> I've never sung on my own. I've only ever done duets. So I'm like the creepy voyeur who's there like cheering people on, but like doesn't have the guts to sing. I can't be that vulnerable, even though I know it's a really loving environment. And so, you know, just be more bold and brave. So I think there's also some really, you know, wonderful things. And so anyway, so I'm just gonna elevate karaoke. Yay, karaoke. And yes, we, <laughs> us karaoke singers are 
very grateful for those in the audience that are just there to cheer us on because because cheering is awesome. And here so I wish I could yeah. sing. You're amazing. <laughs> cool. And yeah. I have the last little nugget that I also wanted to appreciate. Uh, they so they say comedy and then must have a sense of humor. I love that you know comedy was a hobby or a, a thing they chose to like signal from the app. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Profile must have a sense of humor with three exclamation points. I'm like, oh, yes. this person is trying to communicate. They're going to be a good time, you know. And I think yeah. So again, no indication of what kind of relationship they're looking for, but they are indicating they're poly, ethical non-monogamy, or polyam, excuse me. Um, and so I think all of, you know, all of that is that's some indication. It would probably be helpful to just add like a little extra nugget of like, are you looking for something casual, open to more? So yeah. the thing we talked about before of clarifying, I loved your analysis of the suit pictures as maybe an indication of their Dom identity, which I thought was kind of fun. I hadn't made that connection. I did love the latex to uh, Dom. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's real. Did they mean for those relationships? Yes. The latex community says, hello. <laughs> right, exactly. So right, is it that? Because otherwise, I mean, I'm hoping that those are his Dom persona things because otherwise why two pictures of you not even your face but just like your torso in a suit because right. it doesn't say otherwise there's nothing that adds to that because it's not like I said the, these suits aren't particularly unique they're very conservative basic suiting and you don't they're not really body shots like you can't even really get a good sense of what his physique is under the suit and so therefore I'm yeah, what, what's up with the suit then, if it's not Dom? I'm glad you made the connection because that was one of the reasons I shared this too. I was like, what? Why are these two? Because to me, when I look at those, I'm like, that is the same damn tie. I think it is the same suit. It could even oh, be. Oh, I think you're right. It happens that one is black and white and one's in color. And I'm like, why? So it does make more sense to me that that could be associated with their Dom expression. I'm like, okay, I really hope that's it. But going back to previous episodes where we talked about like, y'all, vary your images, give us a little more or only put one of them in. There's no reason for two of these. They're really, right. they're essentially. Right. So. Yeah. And the whole Vandalay industry is right. Like that's, you know, like the Seinfeld reference to that too, that just shows not just like sense of humor and comedy, but like what types of comedy appeal, right? So by making that direct Seinfeld reference, they're either, um, you know, like saying like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Or they're, I don't know. Well, and I love the idea that it could be doing double duty of like, hey, latex. And like, right. I, can't, I can't think of the, you know, Vandalay Industries without thinking of George Costanza and like, pants coming down and like the whole like there's some great Seinfeld episodes tied to Vandalay Industries. Yeah we're gonna have to figure out a way to share the I'm sure that YouTube's got a clip of some of that so people who don't understand uh the reference it just I encourage a, a little quick YouTube uh yeah. search and to just see this the silly there you go <laughs> watch the wackiness ensue mm-hmm. well so that's what I that's that's what I was sharing with you Cool. And that's what I was sharing with you. So thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Before You Swipe. If you have any comments or suggestions or have a profile you want us to overanalyze, please visit us or email us, I should say, at beforeyouswipe at gmail.com. That's the letter B, the number four, the letter U, swipe at gmail. 
or also visit us on Facebook at Before You Swipe. And until next time, mm-hmm. happy swiping and happy dating. Thanks for listening to Before You Swipe. If you want to send us your thoughts or a profile you'd like us to overanalyze, please email us at beforeyouswipe at gmail.com. That's the letter B, number four, letter U, swipe at gmail. Or find us on Facebook at Before You Swipe. Thanks to Hamid Khalid 786 on Pixabay for our fabulous funky beats.